I don't think it's gunshots because it's still happening. Welcome to the Knicks Bait Podcast, You're- home of the greatest takes you'll ever hear about the Knicks, but they will expire in three days, so we're not accountable for anything we say here. Three Knicks Addicts bringing you that juice. Dougie Fresh, what's good? Yo, didn't trade for Westbrook, didn't draft Denny. I think we good, bro. I think Leon's really the godfather out here. I want to play a tiny violin right now. Exactly. He's leaving horse heads in beds right now. You know it. Him and D Rose chopping up horse heads. What's good? D boy, how you feeling? Year, year. One year for Jared motherfucking Harper. One year for Miles motherfucking Powell. Westchester, son. Westchester up, bro. We up. We're repping in the bubble right now. And it's me, the melancholy Knicks fan, Monty, who's actually super excited because we beat Washington 109-91. Wow. We did it. We did it. We did what we were supposed to do. (laughs) No stress, really. I mean, stress for for a second. but You know who's stress-free? Walt. With that snakeskin smoothness, suffocating defense, strong offense. We're going to get into quick hits. Quick hits. A predictable blowout to a Bradley Beal-less wizard squad. Let's crown some Knicks. The Austin Rivers, who's your daddy most valuable player, goes to the vet, Derrick Rose, who spearheaded the second unit, leading the run to put the Knicks up 20 in the fourth and put up 14 points and six assists in only 20 minutes. The will you accept this Leon Rose award for exuding second round trade value goes to Alec Burks. Scoreless and 0 for 3 from the field, he led New York with a plus 21 rating. The Hubert Davis Once a Nick, Always a Nick award goes to Scott Brooks, who survived a non-guaranteed contract in 1996 to be a celebrated 12th man and played guys like Garrison Matthews and Troy Brown Jr. 20-plus minutes tonight. The Kawhi Leonard Fun Guy Award goes to Theo Pinson, also scoreless in his three minutes of action, but the MVP at the bench every single game. And the sad stat of the game? Kevin Knox hasn't made a field goal since January 22nd. Are you tired of the same old boring starting lineup? Dad, I don't want to watch Alfred Payton anymore. Well, then come on down to the second unit. We've got two-for-one Derrick Rose dimes, all-you-can-drink IQ floaters, slam dunk top and poppers, specials in the second and fourth quarters for as long as Obi doesn't commit a turnover. All the ball movement fun with none of the same old back-to-the-basket bullshit. So come on down today before Tibbs pulls everyone. This day in Sad Nick's history, February 12th, 
2014, Sacramento 106, New York 101. Bernard King was honored with a standing ovation and a loss. Shanghai Sharks legend and New York native Jimmer Fredette dropped a game-high 24, proving that anyone can get some at MSG. Carmelo Anthony tried to win the game but went cold in overtime, and teeny-tiny Isaiah Thomas dropped 20 and sealed the deal in OT. Rose finds Toppin' all alone underneath. Point Nick lead. Here's Rose. Takes it inside on Optium. Derek Rose gets the roll. Take a look at Rose. Watch the contact. Still bit. Got the fortuitous bounce. There's a lot of myths perpetrated by the Knicks organization. We're here to debunk them tonight. Myth number one. The second unit must have its own separate identity and should not, under any circumstances, commingle with the starters. Emmanuel quickly is statistically the best scorer per minute on the team. Derrick Rose looked like a facilitator tonight and made Obi look like the finisher we thought we drafted. The second unit is just more fun to watch and bears the question, why won't Tibbs mix up the lineups? Don't you think RJ would drastically improve from playing with Rose and quickly and not always in a half-court set dominated by Peyton and Randall? The second unit is solitary. And the first unit is solitary because there's not a lot of practice time to try things out. And he's also living with a styles clash. He understands that he's got Derrick Rose out there acting as the babysitter for Toppin and quickly and finding them in their good spots and pushing the pace and just getting everybody moving down the floor. But the first unit, we got a couple of bulldogs in there. We got RJ Barrett. We got Julius Randle. So it makes sense with, to me stylistically that that's how he would choose to rock it. But let me ask you about our second myth of the evening. Is Tibbs actually playing to the strengths of the team, or is he holding certain players back by doing this? I've never seen a team with more stringent and strict restrictions between who gets to play with who. I think for sure R.J. Barrett is suffering from not being able to play with guys who push the pace of this team. Well, you have to you have to understand that that R.J. is being groomed to be that go-to guy when the game tightens up when the game slows down he took that final shot against Miami this was not a tight game so there's not a lot of opportunity for us to see what Tibbs really thinks works in crunch time in a game like tonight well wouldn't RJ be more benefited by going and playing minutes with a second unit where he can be the guy who the offenses run around instead of being pigeonholed between Julius Randle and Alfred Payton out there It is absolutely ludicrous that Alfred Payton is more of an offensive facilitator than R.J. Barrett is. That is a crying shame. Absolutely. And do you don't think quickly would benefit in the first unit coming off screens, being someone who opens up the offense a bit more so that all Alfred Payton could operate or so that uh, Julius Randle could do his thing? I think the most impressive thing Rose did tonight was looking for Obi Toppin. He's the first guy with New York across his chest this whole year that has every single play tried to find this guy who's an explosive finisher. Toppin played only in five-minute stints despite having the best game he's had maybe in a Knicks uniform so far. 
I do I do like this this chemistry with Toppin and, and, and Rose. And we have seen that Toppin gets a little bit deer in headlights with, with too much pressure on him. So that's why these short stints with Rose guiding him and finding him, that could help lead Toppin to a place of having some more confidence. Well, we can't close the discussion tonight without mentioning the saddest news. Big Mitch, the Shaumation, out four to six weeks with a fractured hand. If Obi and Randall could figure out a way to play the 10 to 15 minutes a game that we were promised at the beginning of the year, then maybe this is the answer to OB minutes, but I don't buy it for a fucking second. I mean, the one silver lining I could see from this happening is he is forced to experiment. He is forced to play Obi at the five, maybe reinsert Knox as a quick four and push the pace instead of being so plotting. I know you saw your buddy in garbage time, but don't get too excited, bro. Yeah, he's he, still out of the rotation. He's we're going to see Randall at the, at the five way before we see any real meaningful knocks anytime soon. Knox is done, bro. Don't he's done. That. He's done. Roll that. Light that. Smoke that. It's time for Blanta. Bring back the bullets it's the name they want to chip with they changed the name because they felt uncomfortable profiting off the bullets name while dc and baltimore's murder rate soared but i thought bullets don't kill people people kill people isn't that your dc argument chocolate city represented by the wizards <laughs> fucking old bearded white man with spells and potions a wizard is a ranking in the kkk man Yikes. One of their mascots is an amorphous, swole blue man named G-Man, like the FBI? Uh-uh, fuck that anti-black nonsense. I mean, you're not named a straight-up racial slur like the Washington football team, but we're keeping our eyes on you, Zards. We hope you all enjoyed your Knicks bait, and never forget, since James Dolan took over the Knicks, they have had losing seasons almost 80% of the time.